hashtag only in LA listeners. I am your host, Jody Bellavo. Today, I bring you someone very special, a rare flower. Like Lenora Claire from one of my previous episodes, we've got an LA native. We have DJ Extraordinaire, co-host of KXLU's long-running The Molotov Cocktail Hour, and native Angelino, Senor Amor. Hello. Hello. Was that good? That was great. Do you want me to add anything about No, I No, we can get into that. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was so kind of you. Oh. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> So we always love to kick off our show, mm-hmm. um, you know, knowing your L.A. story. Sure. And since you were born here, mm-hmm. yours starts long ago. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, Jody. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, let's be, let's be honest. Long, long, long ago. Let's, well, yeah. not that long ago. Uh, we're not going back to the Black Dahlia or anything. Um but. That's true, and look at you. Look at you name-dropping your L.A. history. As you know, I, I lived for a time um, about a mile from where they found Did her. you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even know oh, that. Oh, yeah, in Lamert Park. So where were you born? Where, where were I, you? Was, I was born in a hospital somewhere in Los Angeles. I forgot which one. Okay. Um, but uh, And I was adopted, actually. Oh, wow. Through the L.A. County system. So, wow. uh, yeah. And uh, that was a few years ago. A few years ago, just and, a few. Yeah, and so um, my parents, I was born on November 30th, and my parents got me six weeks later. Wow, and, so right after the new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly, right, that's right. Talk about a, a mitzvah New Year's present. Um, <laughs> I was raised by Jews, in case you couldn't get, tell. Uh, so... Anyway, yeah. And so what neighborhood did you live in? Oh, well, first I lived, when I was a baby, mm-hmm. I lived on Hillsboro, which is... Where's that? It's Robertson, and it is south of, uh, south of Pico. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's um, I forgot the neighborhood. I know the neighborhood, but well, it's a, kind of a nice neighborhood over there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So What's, I, what was unique about it? Do you, I mean, how long did you live there first? I, I mean, like a couple years? Or uh, la, less less than two. Oh, okay. So yeah. you have no memory I, of that. Of living there? No. Yeah. But I have since drive. It's a great shortcut, actually. Oh. Yeah, from Robertson to, if you're heading, going west on Pico, mm-hmm. it cuts a good chunk of uh, a real estate or, or it swaths through the neighborhood and it's a great it's a great uh, little shortcut that gets you almost it, yeah it gets you to at motor like where 20th century Fox wow is. that's a great la hack yeah it is it's a great yeah. hack i'm sure ways it's all over ways you know yeah they ruined them all i guess yeah well <laughs> made them known i love ways oh yeah sure I couldn't get through la without no it. i know it's a great yeah they should be your sponsor <laughs> We'll have to reach out to them for that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then, so after... So I lived there. I lived yeah. there, mm-hmm. right. I lived there for a while. <laughs> and then I moved, or I didn't. I was pretty young. Yeah. They moved sure. me to yeah. Encino, California. No way! Yes. Encino. So that's where I spent my formative years. Okay, and so, you know, we are recording today from the lovely Van Nuys. Mm-hmm. So that's not too far from Encino. No, it's quite close. Yeah. And so Encino is it kind of it's kind of a swanky it neighborhood. It's got it both worlds, right? It's got uh, well, that's because you've got like the Karate Kid Encino, which is what I think of <laughs> growing up in Oklahoma. That was my right. Encino. But then when after moving, but here, the Karate Kid here. also was was not a uh, he was not a upper middle class kid, right? right? He was, yeah. Right. So he's more Van Nuys than Encino. Or he's on the, he's on the north side of okay. Ventura Boulevard, okay. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but since I lived here, I've noticed that a lot of, like, Hollywood people live in Encino. Mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. a ton of... Um, yeah. A, a lot a, a old celebrities, mm-hmm. older celebrities, mm-hmm. and and some of the new folks. And so which neighborhood did you live in? I lived in the fancy part. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard you may have had some very interesting neighbors. I did have some very interesting neighbors. Uh, so uh, my elementary school is public school in I Road Elementary, which a friend of mine is a art teacher, and she teaches there. And mm-hmm. it's one of her favorite schools. Okay. Well, I hope she's teaching there. 
Uh, well, she works for LA Unified, so oh, she so goes where they tell wherever. her. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, she, what she likes about it is how involved the community is. Very mm-hmm. involved parents. Um, and yeah, it's public school. Yeah. It's rare. I mean, I know a lot of people in the valley. They put their kids in uh, private school, mm-hmm. so the fancy ones do. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you were fancy. I I was, but but uh, it was at a time. So I'll get into that. So yeah, they they pulled they put me in a, in private schools when busing started, okay. or the year after. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's a great school, and I I grew up on Libet, mm-hmm. and around the corner from me, I mean, as a crow fly, crow flies, it was probably I don't know a quarter of a mile. Um, the Jacksons lived in their compound. Up. Yeah. Oh the my gosh. Jacksons. And so, did you like play with them after school? I did not, but oh. Janet mm-hmm. and I were classmates. <gasps> yeah. And um, she, Janet was incredibly shy. I'm sure. Well, they say that about her now, even. Well, one can understand why. Uh, she grew up in, in front <laughs> of everybody. Right. That's got to be a weird thing. Yeah, I'm sure. It had a little impact on her brother. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, a few of them, I, I would imagine. Well, yes. No, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of them. We know we know more about Michael, I think, I than think most so. others. Well, thanks to TMZ, we know about the whole family now. <laughs> yeah, thanks to a lot of things. That's funny. Yeah. No, it's 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 um it's an interesting story, as so, we all know. So she was your classmate, mm-hmm. and, and so you, you, does that mean that she, you went to her birthday party? No, like, no, no, no. I was I did not go to her birthday party. But let me take a sip of water. Sure. Mm. Uh, we had a long driveway, and uh, and we had a gate, so you couldn't see the end of the driveway from the house. Mm-hmm. So we had an intercom system, mm-hmm. and one day. Uh, it was a school day. Uh, the doorbell rings. Who is it? It's Michael and Janet Jackson. No way. Mm-hmm. So up, Michael drives in his blue Rolls Royce, dark blue Rolls Royce, and Janet was in the passenger seat, and she... How old is she? She's fifth grade, so oh nine. Oh, my gosh. Nine, right? And, and how old is he? Uh, how old he's... Is he older? He's older. He was old enough to drive. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I hope he was. Yeah. No, he was. Yeah. And uh, and uh, she opens up the door, and it's an older roll, so it has the suicide doors, meaning you oh, know, yeah. it opens up opposite. Sure. Or that's how I remember it. It probably doesn't have suicide doors, but that's how I remember it in my mind. Anyway, uh, and she hands me this baseball jersey with this embroidered peacock that says the Jacksons. Is it like NBC? Similar. Okay. I mean, a peacock's a peacock, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was beautiful, is what mm-hmm. it was. No special occasion. It wasn't Hanukkah. It wasn't Christmas. It was a Tuesday, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, she hands me this baseball jersey, and I was stunned and didn't know why. And I said, "Wow, thank you." Okay, see you at school tomorrow. And that was it. And I found out years later from friends that. Uh, we all went to school with it. Apparently, she had a crush on me, and so that was a love offering. What? Yeah, and I had no idea. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So anyway, she was crushing on you. I guess so. And then uh, next year is, I believe, uh, sixth grade. I left, and that's when I think she went to good times, and so she was. Oh you know, my gosh. Out of, out of public schooling for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Wow, it's kind of amazing they ever went to public school, really. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was in, in uh, Lanai Road's that kind of school. Okay. So, it was okay. then and it is now, yeah. luckily. So. And so, how long did you spend in Encino? Uh, till I was 16. But I lived in Paris for a couple years uh, in junior high. And one year in junior high and another year in Oh, you school. just lived in Paris for just yeah. a minute? Yeah. Like, how does one do that? One does that when one's father is pretty fancy and he says about 40 years old, uh, I'm tired of being a high-powered century city attorney. I need to take a break. And my mom, they love Paris. They've been going there since we were kids and um, even before we were born. Anyway, my mom said, let's move to Paris for a year. Okay. So we did. 
Great experience. Enjoyed it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the Champs-Élysées. Oh, sure. Lived not too far. Did you learn French? Un petit peu, oui. And uh, so you don't speak very much now, or uh, a little bit, but okay. it's you need to practice. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. 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 Took a couple years myself. Never it, lived there though. Yeah. Well, you know. So you so you're in Paris. Yeah. And that was what a couple years. Mm -hmm, and total. so and then he was like, all right, I'm ready to go back and rule the scene again. Yeah. He. he oh, there's a whole story there that doesn't we don't need to get into. Well, but maybe a part two. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the sequel. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure your your listeners are dying to know about my father's <laughs> professional career. So anyway, yeah, we came back, and then I ended up graduating from Beverly Hills High School. Oh wow! And that is where I learned how to DJ. Wow. Because, what do you mean? So well, of course, Beverly Hills High School has it their own television and uh, radio network. Do they? Yep. Mm -hmm. It probably still. Oh, I'm sure. And where does it get broadcast? On? Cable. So, so yeah. So <laughs> we just the neighborhood. Wherever they in Beverly Hills, yeah, I guess probably. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Now, I mean, they're online. I'm sure. And I, you know, it's funny. I haven't looked it up. I need to check that out. Yeah. K B E V. Oh my God. Yeah. K B E V. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, interesting story. So, um, uh, the punk rock band No Effects. Yeah. Fat Mike. Yeah. Was a fellow DJ at the same time. Wow! And so was it? So I mean, is it like the the movies that you see of these like ritzy high schools that have like a DJ on the intercom while you're passing between class? Uh, or like, no, I mean, it are wasn't. We talking Greece here? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that cool. <laughs> uh, no, we would. They would broadcast the radio from three to six every weekday, and I think we would have. Our little slots, and my uh, my DJ name was 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 Lance Flamme. Lance Flamme. Yeah, I was yeah flamethrower because yeah. And so, would you get like thirty minute slots? No, we got uh, like an hour and a half. An hour and a half. So yeah. the you two play whatever. No, no, no. Oh. The, there were many DJs. He oh, was so just you the were most like every Tuesday. Or yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, exactly. From okay. from one thirty to or okay. yeah, or three to. 4.30 or however they did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, are you still friends with him? No. I haven't oh, okay. seen him. Uh, but if I did see him, yeah, he would... would be like he, old time. Yeah, he would remember me. But <laughs> I have to say, so we we would have to do, um, every semester we would have to do uh, a, like a, an issue, or a, what do they call them? Uh not a mic check, but there's a there's a radio term for what we would have to do, and you basically would play some records and then make an announcement, and then he mm -hmm. would get critiqued. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> he did the most. Re it was like uh, a minute and a minute and a half or something, or or a three minutes or something. He had the most songs that anybody ever had, full songs, and each song was was uh, a minute. So he had like ten songs, mm -hmm. and to have to go in between. Oh, so he had the most complex. Yeah, he, yeah. He segued it, and he, yeah, yeah, and everybody was blown away. Oh, yeah. master. Yeah, and this was before he was in No Effects. He was, yeah. like, he was a high school kid in high school, wow. and he was not fat. Yeah, well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. Anyway, Mike. He was it, just Mike. Yeah, I forgot Mike's last name, but yeah, he was, and he's a lovely guy. Wow. And I ran into another one of the DJs um, many years later. This is a really funny story. So I was doing a happy hour mm -hmm. at the King King on um, that was originally on Six on La Brea. And uh, it's one of the great, great nightclubs in Los Angeles. It was This was in the late 80s. Early 90s. I saw someone posting on Facebook the other day that it's still one of the best. Yeah, it, now clubs. they moved to Hollywood Boulevard, mm -hmm. and Mario, the owner, is mm -hmm. doing something. But he took over a Chinese restaurant and turned it into a nightclub, and that's why it was the King King, and he kept a lot of the original decor. It's really cool. Yeah. But um, but uh, so I through my radio show, and I I did my radio show, and then I started DJing in clubs. And one of the things that we did, we did a happy hour there, and um, I saw one of my, I found out from the door, my friend who was doing the door, she's like, yeah, there's 
excuse me, there's a cop here. It's like, really? It's like, interesting. And then I saw my old friend, and um, his name, I think his last name is Romero. Mm -hmm. And I was great to see him. And, and he, he was, it was really cool. He got to go to Beverly Hills High School because his dad was a janitor there. And he didn't live in the district, but mm -hmm. he got to go there because his dad worked there. And he was one of the, he was a super cool cat. Like he had creepers and, um, and a pompadour and he was, you know, uh, a groovy cholo, essentially. Not a real cholo, but he was this groovy right. Latino guy. Bringing some flavor to Beverly Hills Oh, tons of flavor. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, I saw him, I was like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. He's like, yeah, I just heard there's, I can't believe there's a fucking cop here. It's like. <laughs> And he showed me his badge. Yeah, I was, I was really, I was like, wow. What? Yeah, he's a detective. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we caught up, and it was really oh my cool gosh. seeing him. But yeah, that was funny. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Does that happen to you a lot? Because you've lived in LA. Um, Running into people. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. It happens. It's odd how circles uh, interconnect and dissect each other. Are you most surprised that people still live here or No, I, I'm surprised at how people are how people get connected. Get interconnected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. friends that I grew up with, a couple of them in Encino and obviously they moved out yeah. of Encino and and then we run into each other years later and we have mutual friends and yeah. through completely different circumstances. So that's always fun when that happens. What do you think is the most unique thing about living in Beverly Hills? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, thanks to 90210. <laughs> you, it, were you there during, during that? Uh, I graduated before. Oh, okay. Yeah, before. Okay. They, so they West Beverly. Up, and you're like, there's, there's no, no... No, whatever, it's show business. I it's, know. It's hilarious. I know, but I was looking for the peach pit when I first met Oh, you, you were? That's great. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> peach pit. Goofy name, yeah. That was that's anyway. It's not real, yeah. you guys. It doesn't exist. Yeah, show business. Um, I they probably know that by now because we didn't have you made, the internet was not as oh, pervasive, right. right? It was around, I remember. Yeah, but not as not what it is. I was one of those people on the dial-up. Yeah, of course to, you were. Um, that's... trying to go grocery shopping back then online. Really? There was one company in San Francisco that was doing oh, it. Oh, right. Okay. And I'm on the 14.4 dial-up, and I'm choosing to down because you know at back in then you would choose whether you wanted to see pictures mm -hmm. or not see pictures. Mm. So because of the time. Oh right, take. yeah. And I was like, I want to see pictures because I need of to course. see a picture of a banana before I put it in my cart. Oh my gosh! And so it Did, was, was it the actual banana? No, it's just oh. a, just a stupid oh, JPEG right, or whatever. Right. And my friend, my roommate Now, because now you'd be able to do that. You'd yeah. be able to yeah. uh, do everything. I'm well. like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's 3D simulator yeah. in the store. Right. Um, and my, That's hilarious. My roommate, she would be like, I'm going to the store, and I'm like, I'm committing to this online shopping thing. She's like, all right. So she would be back. She would come no, back. No, she would be back. She, she would have cooked dinner, <laughs> done the dishes, and, and they're I'm just processing there. your order. Yeah, right. That's hilarious. <laughs> when was that? God, that was got to be like 94. That's impressive that you... That, On Netscape. Yeah, that's impressive that yeah. you were, you know... Committed. Yeah. Well, it's, and and God bless you for uh, embracing the technology because it has something to do with where yeah. you are today. Well, when I run into people, because mm -hmm. I've been known to run into people from all walks of uh, life. What, are you a bad I, driver? Well, sure, but I mean, also no. a bad walker. I just don't oh, right. Mm -hmm. But, um... You know, I get more often than not, people tell me that I'm the person that gave them an e their first email address. So, wow, really? <laughs> like, I hear that's... that all the time. Like, wow, I must have been so, so psychotic. Like, get this email. Get an email address. That but is like, yeah. hilarious and awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I and, was the and... Johnny Appleseed of email. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and again, with apples, the great thing about apples, you you know... They, they're great, but you you collect all those seeds, yep. and it's poison. <laughs> so it just depends on how you use it, right? Is that, is that your analogy for what technology has come to today? Uh, it is based on going with Johnny Appleseed, right? 
Don't I'm don't you think? You I can see that. I'm seeing the correlation. I mean there's there's yes, there's absolutely. a lot of there's a lot of poison on the interweb. Yes, and I participate in most of it. Yeah, it's good. Good. <laughs> you, you, you're responsible for it. That's something that makes you sleep well at night. Nice, Jody. Thank you. And we're done. And scene two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand that you are the DJ for the Velvet Hammer. We just had Selene Luna on uh, the show last week. One of my week. dear friends. And I, I so was just talked... I was just at her home two days ago. Before oh. she goes, she's on tour now with yeah, Margaret. Yeah, yeah, she, they're doing the Psycho tour because mm-hmm. there's a show in Psycho. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. That's brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, oh, so right. we were talking about Velvet Hammer. Oh, right, I didn't, I didn't think of that because I'm not a brilliant comedian. So that's yeah. Great. You got to see the shirts. The merch is so oh, good. Oh, I, I got to see them. I got to see their show in San Antonio. Uh, it's and it was fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. if you're out there, America, you uh, gotta check well, out the show. Well, well, and and Margaret um, is just so prolific and so yeah. amazing, yeah. and and she's involved with so many different things. So hearing about some of the things that she was involved with, this was soon after, or relatively soon after, Robin Williams committed suicide. What and was when we saw her show? Oh, okay. And I had no idea. I mean, it makes sense, but they were friends from San wow. Francisco. Yeah, of and, course. And she grew up there, right? And and I didn't realize how important Robin Williams was to helping young comedians. This is something that's not discussed. Mm-hmm. No, but a I lot mean, of his philanthropic things, he didn't discuss right. them at all. Yeah, and uh, that's. Well, yeah, that's that's because he was a very, very kind and generous person. Mm-hmm. He's a sensitive soul, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, so what Margaret did because he, uh, Robin's big cause was homelessness. So Margaret did something to help carry on sort of his work with homeless people, and and oh. she did something where she was on the street corner where she was. Um, oh, now I can't remember exactly what she. Does but she would give out. She had like uh, a guitar case, and I think it was filled with money, and so people could come and take what they needed. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, and and rather than go through the whole right. all the different channels, right. she wanted to do something more direct. Yeah. Now, please forgive me, Margaret, if if I am not telling the story correctly, <laughs> but it was something along. But it was in his honor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's done a lot. And a, a lot of her friends, yeah. because he helped them all. He was the one that um, supported, literally supported a lot of comedians writing their rent checks. And this is, I mean, this was when San Francisco was not what it is to, right now, which is an sure. insane place to live. And right. like, real, it's just gone nuts what's happened there. But even so, uh, making a living as a comedian is incredibly difficult. And so he would support his friends directly and indirectly. And she's paying yeah. it forward now. Yeah. So anyway. That's great. Yeah, that was really interesting to hear that about that. And, and she's such a great storyteller. And yeah. Selene, um, who I've known for many, many, many years. I I knew her um, just as, as a friend. And then mm-hmm. she started performing in the Velvet Hammer. And then she started doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And it's been really so lovely to see her career and her talent to see that from the very beginning yeah from nothing absolutely i mean she's always been talented but but and now she's touring opening up for margaret cho which is just phenomenal and really yeah. amazing and and lovely. she's really her her story is really compelling and she's very funny yeah we had a good time i bet you did <laughs> Yeah, I I look forward to hearing that yeah, yeah. that podcast. I'll send you the link. Please do. Solar power is all about forward thinking, but when you generate clean energy from the sun, your meter actually runs backwards. The cost? No money down. Zero dollars to go solar. The savings? They start from day one. Save every month. Solar City is the easiest way to move forward with solar energy. 
Find out how much SolarCity can help you save. Check out their savings calculator at gosolar.onlyin.la. And when you sign up through our referral link, your first month of solar is free. So help yourself, help the show, and help the planet. Visit gosolar.onlyin.la. Um, but she, so you, so you were you DJed at the Velvet Hammer, yes, which is where she was dancing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you DJed probably many moons before that. But what kind of brought you to DJing for burlesque? Uh, through friends. Okay. So again, I started DJing at KBEV in Beverly Hills High School, mm-hmm. and then I went to LMU here in Los Angeles, where KXLU is their radio station, and mm-hmm. KXLU is. Was when when I was there was one of the premier college stations, mm-hmm. and we broke all kinds of bands, and it was an exciting place to be. It still is. It is. It yeah. is. I yeah. mean, I mean, but now KCRW is like the commercial radio for the hip set, I think, in LA. Well, and yeah, like KXLU is like the underground version of well, it. Well, KCRW is affiliated with NPR, so when you're yeah. an NPR station, it's it brings all kinds of money and sure. all kinds of obligations. Sure. And um, I love public radio. I'm really privileged to be a part of it. But what they do is very different from what KXLU does. KXLU is student-run. Absolutely. And it's a whole different ball yeah. game. It's all and, pros at KCRW, right? Yeah, they are. I mean, they volunteer, but yeah. but it's made a lot of careers for a lot of people. Luckily, and thankfully. And they have some great shows. Mm-hmm. And so you have the Molotov Cocktail Hour. Yes, I've been doing KXLU. that shoe for shoe. Shoe. A really big shoe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a big shoe to feel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ed Sullivan, kids. Look them up. Um, uh, so anyway. Uh, so you've been on the air, what, 19 years or something like that? Yeah, longer than that. How long? 20 some odd. That's amazing. Are you the yeah. longest running show on no. KXLU? No. No. Nope. Alma de Barrio has been on over four years. That's the, they do um, Latin programming. Uh, and yeah, so it's, uh, they broadcast monks. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all salsa and, and Spanish uh-huh. and English. Okay. And they play all kinds of music. So that That's show? on the weekends, but they've been around forever. Stella from Stray Pop. Um, who's on Friday nights from uh, I think midnight to three? Okay, has been doing her show for over thirty wow. years. Wow! And yeah, those are some odd hours to keep too. Yeah, yeah. And then after her is Reverend Dan, who's spectacular. And I haven't heard his show in a long time. I had a, a very late night last night when I was driving home. He, it's fundraiser now for KXOU. Oh, okay. So, um, we're having our fundraiser show this coming Tuesday. Okay. But he, uh, Reverend Dan, is one of my favorite DJs. Just what kind he, of music? He plays punk rock. I mean, oh wow! Yeah. Awesome. He's like the last rock and roll radio show in America Good. or something. Yeah, Good he's stuff. he's great. But um, anyway, and you guys are Tuesday nights. Tuesdays from uh, ten to midnight Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. You can hear us on KXLU.com anywhere, which is nice. Yep, and KXLU is an app as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure. You take it with you on your mobile yeah. device. Yeah, they're they're in the 21st century for the most part. So, <laughs> yeah, so I started on KXLU, mm-hmm. um, and the way I found the show was my first rock and roll slot was you start at 2 to 6 a.m. That's the first slot you get. Okay. It was then when I was okay. going to college, and it was uh, Monday mornings, you know, Two in the morning, Monday morning, Sunday night, Monday morning. So I went in early to prepare, and the Molotov cocktail hour was on from one to two every Sunday night, Monday morning, and they were playing great music. And the the hosts are lovely and fun, and I ended up sitting in, just talking to them, and and I would come in for that whole semester early to hang out with them, mm-hmm. and then uh, Tallulah Breakwater, the the founder of the show mm-hmm. uh, wanted to leave and she left it to her co-host Cyrano and when I found this out I said to him hey can I be your co-host and he said sure and um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> she didn't know I was going to oh, cry <laughs> we're going to have an Oprah moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, wow. And a friendship was born. <laughs> and a partnership of yeah. 
20 plus years. Yeah, like 27. Wow, going on 30. Wow. Wow, that's a great story. And and so, you know, there's a very particular flavor of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the on the Molotov cocktail hour. Yeah, it started out as as like a loungy, jazzy kind of thing and we actually were um in the early 90s there was this whole lounge thing that happened and Yeah, weren't you a part of it? Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we actually we Didn't you kind of light that Molotov cocktail and throw it over there? One them? <laughs> one one could argue uh that yeah, we were one of the matches that definitely lit the fuse. Our show was on before it all started and yeah. and actually I tried to approach all the labels about doing um like a series of uh that they ended up doing like Capital ended up doing, you know, their Oh, the compilations? Mhm. Yeah. They did their um God. Yeah, I think I have. I'm one. sure you do. Um, no, they're all on uh, vinyl. It's like a collection oh, really? of seven inches. Oh wow! Here, yeah, go it. go grab it. That's really cool. Yeah, that's rare. Um, oh wait, your headphones. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'll just keep talking. Uh, so um, what what's their series called? I can't. The Live and Lounge series is that it? Oh my gosh. Um, Oh no, this is Asterisk. This is Oh, it's different. Okay. Yeah, no, this is a whole different thing. Okay. That's Asterisk Records. So, right. Capital, I I mean, I can't even remember what their what their series is called. Okay. God, I'm that fucking old that I can't remember shit. But It's all uh, right. It all happens to yeah, us. Yeah. So, um I like to blame pot, but, you know. Oh, yeah, I can't I I don't I don't have any ex- any good excuse. Um So, I and I met a really a guy in at EMI. It was EMI Capital in New York, and he was really he was really into it. But mm-hmm. Brad Benedict, who was working at the label, was the one that you know it was lounge. He's like I think he was the one that sort of I don't know if it was him or it was Erwin uh, Chusett um, that did the Esquivel comp. But oh, all yeah. uh, this all kind of started happening at the I same time. That one. And we were still we were doing our radio show before it all started. But anyway, I tried to tried to get it together, but I didn't think of you needed a and lounge. Whoever was the genius that came up with calling the music lounge music, which is one of those. It's now a catch-all, and it became yeah. much like yacht rock. And if anybody knows about the whole yacht rock no. phenomenon, oh, that's a whole other thing. Okay, that I discovered. They did uh, these guys. Uh, JD and, and Hunter over 10 years ago did this web series for Channel 101 and they entitled it Yacht Rock and they did this look it up. Okay. Yeah, it's How really do you spell re- that? Yacht, Y-A-C-H-T Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm Oh, a Yacht. Ho- yeah, what did you I, think? I, I'm Y-O-T, a- I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> How great oh is that? God. Yacht. Yeah, it's <laughs> this, yeah, this mythical... Oh Cave land. Oh my gosh, that is f- or like Mars, Zardoz. That was a great movie. Sometimes the yeah. bleach sinks in, or not. Yeah, it sinks in through a needle. Are you sniffing it? Like what? How does that happen? Yacht, Y O T. That is genius. Oh my God. So what anyway, yeah. So now, yeah, yeah. Yacht rocks a phenomenon, but lounge wow. became became a phenomenon, and and so we were. I mean, it spread up to yeah. San Francisco. Oh, it I was, spread I was everywhere. living up there at the yeah. time. And, yeah. um, well, and it spread from San Francisco, too, because Joey Cheesy, America's favorite rollerblading lounge singer, started in San Francisco okay. in the early 90s. It and, felt very and then he epicenter-ish. Ca- yeah, and then he came down to Los Angeles. Oh. And we became best pals. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. How did you find each other? He found us. He found he knew the radio show. Okay. So there wasn't a oh, lot of... There were, there were not a lot of places that would take his call and so he was he's a pr excuse me a pr marketing wizard and so he created this um this lounge hall of fame okay uh and he was indoctrinating louis prima uh-huh. and louis prima was capital was his label so he got some support from the the uh the label he gave him a bunch of cds and he did this big event at the brass monkey it's no longer there it was on third street promenade mm. anyway so uh and he got 
cover story on the LA Times calendar section, and um, he became quite a phenomenon. And he was largely responsible for reintroducing Corla Pandit to uh, Los Angeles and to the world. He, Joey produced Corla's last album, mm. last record that he did. And he's a fascinating story. Wow. Uh, somebody, some folks did a documentary about him that's just coming out, and I couldn't recommend it more. He was this mystic East Indian organ player who had one of the first shows on KTLA, which was the first network mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And it was 15 minutes, uh, I think it was every weekday or maybe it was every day, where he would just play the organ, and he'd be wearing his turban, and he had this beautiful androgynous face and these giant doe eyes, and he never said a word. He would just play the organ and look directly into the camera. <laughs> and and uh, one of the other shows was uh, spoofed by Christopher Walken on Saturday Night Live as The Continental. That's a real show. Yeah. That skit's wow. based on a real show. Wow. And it was a real thing where The Continental would say, would have tea or uh-huh. dinner with the person he was speaking to and uh, was typically the, peop- the people watching uh, television during the afternoon were women because their husbands were working. Right. And so he would say, <laughs> would you like some more champagne, my dear? And he did this whole thing. And the, f- and it, the Christopher Walken bit is funny yeah. on its own. Yeah. Knowing the, the historical context makes, to me, makes it eight times as funny. Because he he amped it up and you know had the two way mirror. I mean his that shtick is really funny yeah. what he did. Yeah. But it's an interesting but it came show. Out of a, a real thing on KTLA, yeah. the wow. Continental. Yeah. Wow. So some anyway. LA history for you. Yeah, that. you may not know that. I don't know. Well, I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't so, just talking to you. I was talking to oh. the one person that's listening to yeah. this. <laughs> My mom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Um, and no, so all this not. swanky lounge music yeah, so we, we obviously the, led right into burlesque because it's yeah. perfect for stripping. Yeah, it is. And all our, uh, I was friends with um, uh, Michelle and uh, Rita, mm-hmm. the founders of the Velvet Hammer, and, mm-hmm. and so I ended up DJing for it, and mm-hmm. I emceed it one time, and, and DJed at the same time. It was kind of a, a bit of a clusterfuck, but it was fun. You know, yeah. Sometimes you gotta act and direct. No, it was nuts. It was nuts. (laughs) And I was. It was right when I was producing in the middle of producing music for television commercials. So that schedule's nuts. And I was, I was late setting, getting there and setting up. It was a nightmare. Oh my gosh. And so, but it it went fine. Yeah, it was fine. But but I remember one this one thing where she, you know, we all had CDs and her track was number two and I kept on playing number one and she was behind the curtain and it happened like three times and she finally you know she was her hand was sticking out of the curtain and she was motioning to go forward and finally I got it like oh it's the next track (laughs) and it and she might have had she might have had a a note on that somewhere I didn't see it we didn't have rehearsals so that's showbiz so this was at the L. well you roll with it no, you do, and it was fun, and it worked the out. The show fine. must go on. As it well, it, it it must go on if you play the right music for the show. <laughs> it can't if you don't. So that's one of those things you learn. You know, you I've, learn as a DJ. I've seen that happen before. <sighs> You'll see it happen again. And yeah. so if you just kind of that's no like that and, and the beautiful thing about the Velvet Hammer is it I, if people might have could have even thought it was shtick. Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. got a comedy yeah. element to it. So it, it does so now. It does. Yeah, <laughs> but a bump. Yeah. So I mean, you've really parlayed this whole lounge thing into a yeah. complete lifestyle. Because I did then, into a career. Yeah, I did. Because then you went into uh, Retropia. Yeah. Well, that's a, that. And that's like designing yeah. your whole life. And yeah, and, that's it was a mid-century modern uh, vintage door on Highland and and. Uh, Sunset. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, to really give you all of the right accessories to right. The, the lounge lifestyle. Yeah, the retro groovy lifestyle. Well, I mean, it's funny because I've always, I always went to thrift stores mm-hmm. to buy records. Mm-hmm. I've been collecting records since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And the, my very first Exotica record was from Ruth, the crossing guard at Beverly Hills High School. I bought a bunch of her records. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. 
and she turned me on to Exotica. In, oh, wow. In, and I didn't know it in 1984. Wow, wow. And I still, I believe I still have Ruth's record. I Her hope name you do. was written on the back of it. Oh the Surfman. Yeah. Um, How amazing. It's a, is a record. I think it's, it's um, taboo and it has a topless woman on it. It's a great record. It's a, it's a, it was one of those studio records where it's just you know, nobody's credited, and all these studio mm-hmm. uh, mus- jazz musicians who are on playing on tons and tons of stuff, including like Plaz Johnson, who sure. was the sax player for the Pink Panther. Oh wow! And all all these guys, and Buddy Collette, who's a flute player, and he put out um, a bunch of jazz records. He was a music teacher at uh, LMU. Yeah, so KXLU, it's it all it, it's all interconnected. So oh yeah, gosh. so starting at, at perfect storm. Yeah, so I started DJing if I if I may just sure. uh, direct this a little bit. Um, so I started DJing at KXLU, doing the Malta Cocktail Hour, and then I parlayed that into DJing at three clubs. Mm-hmm. Did their first and and oh, now the it's three still clubs going. Is a great yeah great venue. Yeah, here in and LA. it's still it's still they're still going strong. Mm-hmm. And I was did the first. I was the first person to DJ there, and we did this oh my night. Gosh. Yeah, Dean R. Miller, who was uh-huh. the the resident like swing retro DJ at the Viper Room, uh-huh. became a friend of mine, and that's where the Pussycat Dolls broke. And you know, anyway, so we we're all, and they were at that time they were a great dance troupe, and mm-hmm. um, they still, well, they've done a lot more since then, yes. but which is great. But um, and then Joey, we did we did this together, and then Joey couldn't. I mean, he just was a host, so he said, yeah, you take it over. So then I ended up doing it, and it was sad because Dean couldn't do it because the guys at, one of the guys at, at the Vibram was like, yeah, you can't, you can't DJ this other thing. You're our DJ. And he's like, okay. So, yeah, it's that weird proprietary thing. Clubs are, it's a funny world. Yeah, no. Do you sign contracts for that? No. No. <laughs> but if you want to you keep your residency at the Viper Room, oh. you do what they say. Wow. So that was kind of a drag that he couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I ended up doing that, and then I ended up DJing Liquid Kitty. That opened up. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it's still going. I'm actually yeah. doing their Halloween party this year. Oh, wow. Their costume contest. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dave Childs, the owner, is a dear friend of mine. And then I, and then I went over to Encounter, the, the theme building at at LAX? Uh-huh, the iconic <gasps> building. I've never been inside. Oh, well, you can't now. It's closed. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, they closed they it. I thought they reopened it. No, they did, but then they since closed it. Oh. That's a whole story. So then at, <laughs> at Encounter, that's where they had uh, Virgin Airlines was had their big launch party there. Oh, I bet. And Richard Perfect. Branson was there and Mike Myers. And, you know, that's right when it was brilliant of him. Richard's a pretty bright guy. Yeah. Um, linking... So that's Austin Powers mm-hmm. was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and so then I DJed also the movie premiere for Austin Powers, and that was wow. And Mike Flowers performed. He's a he's a guy from England who did a groovy lounge thing, and oh Joey performed, and I DJed it. That was really what fun. A great party. And it was, yeah, and it was at the Swinging. yeah at the Masonic uh, Lodge, which is now where Jimmy Kimmel uh, takes oh, the show. Oh wow! You went. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So before he took over the space. Um, they did events there. Great space. Yeah, yeah. that was on the... Um, I just did a ghost tour on oh, Hollywood. Oh, I'm sure it was. And the Masonic building was, was on the Oh, what did you tour. What did you learn about... Do you remember what you learned about the oh, building? Oh, God, it was a three-hour tour. Um, mm, someone yeah. died there. There's sure. a ghost there. Sure, that's um, cool. It's supposed to haunt Jimmy Kimmel's show oh, now. Oh, that's great. I think it was a janitor or something that passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. That he would yeah. And still then be we hanging went, around. And then we went right on to the Roosevelt to learn about oh. Marilyn Monroe ghost. And anyway, that's, wow. a, that's a whole nother yeah. story. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that Hollywood's great. But yeah, so it's a great iconic building. Absolutely. So it was, I did a few events there and I saw some shows there, I remember. Uh, I think I saw the Melvins there. And, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was in Mudhoney. <gasps> yeah, they did a show there together. That uh, was really exciting. I bet. So anyway, so then that's how I became like DJ and then I started doing. Hollywood premieres and all, doing all that sort of stuff, but it, it all comes back to the Molotov Cocktail Hour. That's how I started. That's how it started. Yeah. But so, I mean, really, if we could even go back. Well, it goes back. To Bev Hill. Yeah, well, that's where it really started. <laughs> yeah. KBEV. So anyway. Yeah, so so back to Retropia. So, yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. so I would go to thrift stores, and I love mm-hmm. vintage everything. I love vintage clothes. I love mm-hmm. vintage music. Mm-hmm. I love vintage design and decor. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
my ex-wife, Janona, uh, we met, I don't know, 12 years, 13 years ago, and she moved in, and I had some great stuff, but I was a disgusting bachelor. And she mm-hmm. said, oh, no, oh, no, <laughs> this will not do. Having records lying around and having, I had this, I still have it, this beautiful nine-foot by five-foot space cave painting and it was behind oh, yeah, it was it. behind the sofa because I didn't you didn't know I didn't hang it I didn't you know and so we ended up painting the whole apartment and I bet yeah and making it quite nice curtains for days curtains fabric yeah hot yeah. pink living room yeah yeah it was really really fun so yes yeah, so and, and so we ended up doing that and then she ended up working at um, a Bray Antique collection this antique mall and I would help her that was on the Bray and then mm-hmm. we we met uh, one of the vendors there, uh, Lori Tucci, um, who became our partner. She found the space. Oh, and great. She, she, and I said, yeah, you can't do this by yourself. And so we ended up doing it together. And so that's how we started Retropia. And then Janona and I are big art lovers, so we started yeah. the Upstairs Gallery at Retropia. And oh, Jason wow. Messier had, I think, his first L.A. solo show there. Wow. That was the big launch party. That was really, really amazing. I bet. Yeah. I bet yeah. you have a lot of... Fun. Yeah, I hope you should interview Jason. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, his, love to. Yeah, and his uh, his lover man, Adam, is an incredible artist as well. So anyway, so that's <laughs> how we, we started that, and then we started doing through the... One of the things we did was we had a vintage wallpaper show, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of... We know a lot of lovely people and one one of our friends knew Jane Weedlin and Jane mm. had just bought her con- of the go go yeah her her loft in little Tokyo and she was wanting to decorate it and she's always done her own thing mm-hmm. but uh, this is a the loft what to do with a raw space can be pretty intimidating and she wanted to do a lot with it so yeah. she ended up showing up and we hit it off Cause we're, of course, yeah, because we're, we're all groovy people and total weirdos. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so we ended up working with her, and we transformed this raw space into something pretty special. We built a loft, yeah, and turned the bathroom into the space cave. Wow! And um, yeah, it was real. And we found vintage wallpaper that supposedly the, it was remnants from uh, Barbarella, the set. <gasps> And no. Yeah, that's what they said. And, oh and yeah, it's on God. a feature wall. It's just mylar, which is silver foil. Sure. With orange, this groovy oh orange psychedelic God. geometric pattern. And Lord. we that that be, that was the jumping off point. And so anyway, you can go to jonamoredecor.com and see yeah, a lot of our stuff. She's got a little project. Photos up. And and just to let the listeners know that's how I met Senior was through um, Janona. Janona. Yeah, who's also a, an incredible singer, performer. And yes. You, you did you know her in San Francisco? I I don't I don't I didn't. Oh, I, mean, okay. I mean I think through we, Richard. Yeah, I mean I knew Richard. I know Richard from San Francisco. Richard Fox, and I'm who's a dear friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure performer, Janona and I singer. were at some of the same parties and had, right. you know, but like. Did you ever go to the the cinema lounge? She did her. Underground parties? I think so. It, it was a foggy time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not just because of the weather in San Francisco, because of what you imbibed. Perhaps. You were young. You were young. That's I what mean, you do. It was when the lounge scene was popping off, the mm-hmm. burlesque scene was popping yeah. off, yeah, the um, incredibly strange wrestling was happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then on top of that, it was all the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then on top of that, I was a peachy puff. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, and then I was in college. So, mm-hmm. I think, you know. Sure. They're all it was an exciting time. Being young, for, being young yeah. and, and involved in your local scene is Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, so yeah, I, I met her, you know, really, I mean, I knew of her when you guys were in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, also through another common friend, Andrew Abelson. Right, uh, and Andrew 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 Abelson is an incredible actor. Yes. You're going to interview him. I am. Yeah, I actually you just went to Grace Jones and saw him there, and oh, we yeah. talked about it there. So yeah, I bet I heard that show was oh, phenomenal. I can't believe the you pictures, weren't there. Well, I know everyone the, was there. I know, but the pictures are spectacular. Oh my gosh, who she? You know, she did the whole show in body paint. Yeah, she looked like she's, she's a, naked a, the a whole Maasai time. warrior. Yeah, like from and like just from switching another out wigs dimension. and skirts. 
It was, I mean. And a hula hoop. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God, the hula hoop. Right? Thing. It went on forever. Right. Oh my gosh. And she's spectacular. Oh, Grace Jones. She's if from, you do she not is, know who she, Grace Jones no, is, she's, you must. She's from another planet. But I want to be on that planet. Well, you got to be for a few hours. I did. How I lucky. did. I did. How With, fortunate. Like, 400 of my closest friends. Mm, 400,000. Like, well, people I there? knew 10, like so many of people there. Did. That was, no, it was like of course. A, it was like a reunion. It was crazy. It, now, you talk about reconnecting. How yeah. funny is that, right? So somebody like Grace Jones. Yeah. Uh, that's a seminal um, uh, event yeah. at the Hollywood Bowl, which is such a, we're so fortunate to have that venue. We are. It's so great. I'm going tomorrow to see Van Halen. Oh, what a juxtaposition! <laughs> kind of, yes, yes, and, and last no. Sunday Grace yeah. Jones, this Sunday Van Halen. That's perfect. But I love it. I got to see them a couple of years ago with with Mario. Okay, and Diaz. Yeah, and oh, yeah. So love Mario. And, yeah, and and Dirty Sanchez and Diamondback Annie, mm. um, and Janona and I went. Wow, and it was so much fun. Yeah. It was it was actually I think one of the, it was the, when. David Lee Roth got back with them. Yeah, he's with them again. Yeah. still. So yeah. Thank, so mm-hmm. thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited. But I, I love Van Hagar too. I mean, I love Sammy. I love Sammy Hagar. He's a neat guy. He's actually a lovely person. Um, some friends of mine ended up doing a show with him. They have Ape the band. They're, oh. Yeah, they're like a ten piece orchestra, and, and Crazy Al is this one of the great tiki carvers. We carve live on stage with them. Oh, you're reminding me mm-hmm. of. Another great tiki artist. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. Shag. Oh, sure. And yeah. you're friends with him as well? I know Shag, yes. And is he from Bev High, too? No. Oh, no, okay. he grew up down <laughs> south. And, uh, yeah, now he's he's a phenomenon. And did because... you meet him, obviously, through the Molotov cocktail hour? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, it was essentially, yeah, from when he started doing shows at uh, Wacko Soap Plant Lotus oh. de Jesus Gallery. And so that's how we got connected. And I DJed one of his openings. Right. And, and he I traded me one of his pieces for it. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Nice. And he's he's a lovely, lovely, I, oh, talented guy. He's and he's opening favorites. up. They're opening up a store, a new store on um, on Beverly near La Cienega. Oh, it's I've been op- to his store in Palm Springs. Yeah, the, the new one's opening up. I think in the next couple of weeks. Oh, that's great. I'll have to check yeah, it out. for sure. So, what's going on nowadays? Nowadays, so I moved back. Mm-hmm. Um, Janona is uh, performing again and she's performed uh, where we were together luckily at, at Casino right. Del Campo right. and that's how yeah. did you ever see her show? no oh she did some great shows I, I was in them it was fun what? yeah 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 because I helped produce it and you know oh. it's cheaper to have me play three roles or four roles than you know incidental roles <laughs> Yeah, I talked a little too on stage. It was pretty funny. Well, she, so, let, she let you have a line. Yeah, a imagine. Line. Nah, yeah. Again, she didn't have to pay somebody <laughs> yeah. equity. Um, that's that's showbiz talk, folks. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so do you so, notice yeah. it, in in Austin, mm-hmm. and and we departed ways. Yep. Uh, departed ways. That's well, parted you, ways. You we did departed ways. Uncoupled. That's what they call it these days. Really? Is that the disgusting PC term consciously uncoupled that's, people literally fucking say that are you kidding like me that's what Paltrow said when she got divorced oh of course she would fucking say that god and coming from the woman who names her child Apple what an asshole um fuck that's just great so anyway now talk about talk about like a used car pre-owned oh my consciously uncoupled I, I mean all kidding aside Luckily for they have children, right? So luckily for the children, that's because that's we don't have. Gino and I don't have kids, which makes it a lot easier. But anyway, so we, um, yeah, we are friends, which is really mm-hmm. lovely. So she's there, and I moved back here. Mm-hmm. Um, to, Just back in town, a couple months. Yeah, and it's really nice to be back. All my yeah. friends have been so kind and yeah. welcoming and happy to have me back. And so I'm DJing again, and so I'm doing events like club things here and there. Yeah, you're at a... How often are you at that club downtown? Oh, I did... I mean, La Cita. That's where we did the Yacht Rock 10th anniversary happy hour last... A week ago today. It was super fun. Oh, my gosh. It was really really fun. Why did I go there? I don't know. I I didn't do that great of a job promoting it because I was in the middle of studying for my 
Los or California real estate salesperson exam, which I passed. Ah, congratulations. Thank you. So now, very soon, once I find the right broker, um, you're going to be, you know. Um, I'm going to be calling you when, yeah. I, when I find uh, yeah. a property because I'm always on the, the auction sites. So. Oh, well, yeah. There's a whole, there's an art to that. There's yeah, a, I don't know anything about well, it. Well, I'm I'm in. I'm actually going to to know about it. A dear friend of mine knows all about it. Yeah, I spoke with her today, so oh, we'll keep you posted. Okay, on that. Great. you can do a little update. Great. So anyway, I'm going to be slinging houses pretty soon, and I'm moving in uh, to this really groovy pad in in uh, Echo Park slash oh, Silver Lake, and um, so I'm doing that. Oh. I'm DJing, and yeah, happy to be back. Yeah, well, I found your Twitter this morning. You're at DJ Senora Moore. Mm-hmm. I want to follow you. And then on Instagram, I'm the Senora Moore. Because oh. there already was a Senora Moore. What? And then I'm not... How could that be? Yeah, uh, there's, yeah that's fine. I'm, there, I got SeniorMoore.com, so whatever. You know. <laughs> so we always like to end the show with oh, okay. knowing more about your Los Angeles. Like, where are the places that you go? Oh, where I like to go? Yeah. Oh, well, what kind of places? Um, you know, can I just say this? Sure. Um, the L.A. Times da, does a little section called Your Favorite Weekend. Mm-hmm. Or uh, they used to. Oh. And um, some they interviewed me for that. And oh. it's still online. It was a while ago. Oh, wow. So we'll have to link up to yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty great. And, and I go to a lot of those places that are still there. So where do I go now? Yeah, uh, like where do you like to, to do, frequent? I don't know. It could be your favorite brunch spot. It could be um, like if you have an L.A. ritual. like you know, Well, one of my like, favorite favorite vintage furniture stores now is Casa oh, Victoria. yes. Tell us what a shop. Yeah, Casa Victoria is amazing. That's in Silver Lake on Sunset. There's a lot of great places, but Mateo, the owner, is uh, – a dear friend of ours, and mm-hmm. he he was one of our clients, and he had this apartment in Lamert Park, and he has great taste in furniture, but he'd yeah. never he'd never design anything because his ex his ex lover mm-hmm. and partner was a decorator, mm-hmm. and so Matteo never had a chance to do his own thing. So we did this sort of Afro Deco thing because it was built in the twenties, so mm-hmm. African Art Deco mm-hmm. inspired, and we oh, went from there. Amazing. Can see the pictures, yeah. I'll yeah. We'll see them. We will link. Yeah. Them. So anyway, I love Lamert Park. That's a really they they do. Um, that's a real African American epicenter in Los Angeles, and they do every, almost every weekend. They have a, a, some sort of either uh, a farmers market or they do have concerts. They do events and they have poetry readings and art galleries there. So that's a really cool place that most people that don't live in the neighborhood don't know about it. So mm. I, I highly recommend checking out Lamar Park. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like brunch goes, I... I don't, well, I yeah, mean, that's I lo- your thing. No, I, <laughs> I love brunch, but I I haven't been I haven't been doing brunch. Okay. So I don't know. You'll have well, to tell that's me. okay. You'll have to tell uh, me. You know, it's all about your, what you do. No, I know. So. I know that's the oh, point wait. of this. Oh, wait. Yes. One thing. Yes. We, we, I want one more story out of you before. Oh, Sure. Uh, it, yeah, surprise, surprise. I have a couple of them. So I I was told to ask you oh. about Slash. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's a goodie. That's that a goodie. You have a great yeah, Slash story. I, I, yeah, Slash from Guns N' Roses. Yes. I have people who don't know. Yes. And if you don't know, then go ahead and turn off <laughs> right now because this story is meaningless. So Slash, the guitarist mm-hmm. of uh, Guns N' Roses, um, Anyway, was at a party. Were you DJing? No. Oh, okay. No, this was uh, because Steven Adler, the original drummer, mm-hmm. ended up dating this girl after she and I dated, mm-hmm. Adriana. Mm-hmm. And Adriana invited me to this party at her apartment, and she was living with another gal that was working, they were working at the Seven Vale. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, which is a um, gentleman's establishment. Yes, it is. Yeah, where they have live nude entertainment. That is right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's kind. Because um, <laughs> everything's better naked, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't that true? Sure. No, not always. Um, well, it depends on who's naked, I guess. <laughs> it does. It does. Entirely, Entirely. depend. <laughs> On who's naked. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they were having this little party, and mm-hmm. and uh, 
No, the only guests that were there were Steven Adler slash maybe one or two of their friends, and I showed up. And it was one of those... What's the time period? This here? is 80... This I'll tell you the time period. Their Guns N' Roses record had been out for a year. Oh. And nothing happened with it. Wow, really? Nothing happened with it. And finally, I don't know how it started breaking, but it, they started getting a little airplay. Okay. And then, and then they it became happened. an international phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, Appetite for Destruction, yeah. their first record, is still one of the top-selling records Absolutely. today. Wow. Yeah, they're well, still selling. I know I have a couple yeah, copies of it. Right, they're still selling that today, which is extraordinary in 2015. Well, there's not any good hair bands these days. No, but they're having their, they're all having, they're all doing cruises and stuff. Oh, I ended shit. up hooking up with a friend of mine in, in Austin. Her husband is did sound for Tom Kiefer, who was the lead singer for okay. Cinderella. Okay. Who I adore his voice, and we got to see him perform. And he's a very very lovely guy. Wow. Lives in Nashville. Wow. Yeah, you his new record. You have this whole yeah. like heavy metal branch oh, yeah. in you. Well, no, because I, I I I have that, but then I was more into the alternative. Right. scene too but I was into both um, I would club with no name and scream those were the clubs that I went to in the late 80s oh, and, wow. and scream was on Monday nights uh-huh. and then cat house which oh. was the metal club Ricky Rackman's cat house oh my God. was on Tuesday nights at the probe and he was a DJ on Highland uh, yeah, MTV it, yeah right? he used to the yeah. headbangers ball yeah that's yeah, yeah they oh luckily okay. and then now he's doing cruises and oh stuff and God. doing reunion I'm concerts sure. which is great oh, I'm go. so happy for him <laughs> so okay, back to this back to back to slash so yeah. I was at this party yep and um I was on the balcony and it and the, the balcony was as big as your dining room table probably oh my gosh yeah pretty so, small so small. I was sitting next to or standing next to, to Slash mm-hmm. nobody's at this party nothing's going on and they were not saying anything and I'm trying to make small talk so <laughs> I had ne- I don't think I had heard the record yet right so but I'm talking to him I'm like so yeah you're in a band cool um yeah, like what you know, what kind of music do you like, or what you know, what uh-huh. are your influences? Like, I was just asked, like casual yeah. kind of small talk, small talk, and and I found this out later. But Slash was not one, was not a didn't like being interviewed, and he certainly wouldn't want to be interviewed <laughs> by some you know fellow long haired dirtbag that he doesn't know <laughs> that's standing next to him on this little balcony in this party that I'm sure he didn't even want to be there but he's there uh, probably to drive Steve into his girlfriend's house yeah. and um, so Slash we were talking a little bit and Slash like says come here and he puts his arm around me and and he's like and we walk out at the balcony and we're walking towards the front door and he has his arm around me and I at, at a certain point I'm, I just kind of take his arm off yeah. my neck and I'm yeah. like yeah, okay, no. And uh-huh. he opens the door and kind of pushes me out <gasps> and closes the door behind me. Shut up! He threw you out? Yes. I was kicked <laughs> out of a party by Slash. So that, like, pretty fun. Pretty fun. Yeah. Cut to um, a couple years later, I think, um, his brother... Mm-hmm. Slash's brother Ash, who is lovely, uh, would come to the flower store Rita Flora at Six and La Brea, which was mm-hmm. across from the King King. So mm-hmm. back to that. Okay. Um, and Ash was delightful and darling and lovely and friendly and nice. And I, I think Slash is too, but you know he's not one to be interviewed. So mm-hmm. he, I got mm-hmm. kicked. So <laughs> I got to introduce Ash to Axel's sister, Amy Bailey, who was working with me at the flower store. Oh, wow. And they happened to be there at the same time, and I said, oh, you have something in common. Your brothers work together. And they knew who each other was. Like, oh, so nice to meet you. So I got to introduce... Oh, my gosh. And they'd never met before? Amy and Ash. Yeah. Because as we know... And now they're together? No, I don't think so. But now we know that Slash and and Axel have some issues, so... (laughs) Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and you can uh, yeah, you can look that up. But um yeah, so that was that was nice. another brush with musical greatness. Yes. Mm-hmm. You probably are full of 
hundreds. Nah, of yeah, whatever. Sure. So there you go. <laughs> well, Senor Jody, this was such a pleasure. Thank you for it having was me. So fun to have you. Yeah, I'm glad. Thanks. And if anyone's looking for Senor, they can find him at SeniorMore.com. Pretty easy. Or DJ at DJ SeniorMore on Twitter. On Twitter or, yeah, or The SeniorMore on Instagram. At The SeniorMore on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. And have uh, a lovely haircut. Oh, I will. I will. We'll try and Until Andrew, I said hi. Yeah, Andrew's amazing. Yeah. This show has been provided by Veneer off their forthcoming sophomore album, Chainspreader. Find them on Instagram at Veneer Music or on iTunes. You can contact us via email at onlyinlapodcast at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, and SoundCloud. And find us on our website at onlyin.la. And please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at onlyinlapodcast. Thanks again, you guys. See you next time. This podcast has been provided to you as a part of the SheTalks.LA network of podcasts. Podcasts by women for everyone.